I don't even remember the theme song, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> Alright, we're getting there. is see bleasy nose yep yep um few things and i um i've prepared none zero so we're just gonna we're gonna talk for a little bit i'm gonna look at the clock okay we're gonna have a nice little little conversation um hi it's been a while i feel like i have things to tell um Let's see. Let's dive deep, real deep. I'm um, I just got home. I'm tired. I uh, I have a weird sleep schedule that I don't think you know about. Um, my my friends and family do, but of course, this podcast is so sporadic and um, and it, it's such a weird thing that I appreciate, and I I think you need to understand that. Like, for my family to not listen to something that I put out. Um, it really has to be pretty fringe and that's this. And so you people follow my career and me far more than my closest friends and family. And that's just, that's something that's, that's special. And I, I don't really know. It's a little creepy, but more, more special than creepy, but only a little. Uh, so anyway, I, I don't know. And like, I, I hope it doesn't get too big. <laughs> It seems like a weird thing to to think about or even dread with such a fringe thing podcast. It's like, oh, I hope it doesn't get too big. It's like, yeah, there's only a couple hundred people that listen to it. Like, don't worry. It's not that good to, like, be big. The only people who care are the people who already listen. Uh, but my point is, like, my sponsors don't listen, and they probably never will. So I, I can, like, swear or I can just talk about random political things or just talk about normal stuff and be a normal person rather than most of the time where it is through a filter and it's not luckily not a crazy filter like some um other celebrities and things where it's like you can't even say anything and it's just this like crystal clear um fake plastic version of a life where you just see like oh i'm on the beach wearing my old navy sandals and it's like okay this is an ad for old navy this isn't like somebody going to the beach um so i'm very happy that that's not it. And then also, there are a few people who have taken the route of just like, screw sponsors, I'm just gonna be me. And that's really bold. And I'm not doing that. Um, so I'm somewhere in between. But this is this is my safe place. Um, and I appreciate you. Um, oddly enough, because there's, there's not that many of you. <laughs> because nobody cares. And I could just talk what I want. Uh, unfortunately, that also means it's certainly not a priority. Um, and that's why it's so sporadic. So hopefully that kind of clues you into why I happen to sit down every once in a while. And there are times where I'm sitting in the car um, where I really want to do one of these, but I don't want to put your ears through that because it would just be such a bad quality. Uh, but I do think of you uh, more often than just I put out a podcast. 
Um, Jerome is fine. He's well. He did not uh, perish. Um, but it's just logistically a little bit more difficult. And I still have a part two of some random Christmas episode uh, somewhere on my computer that maybe I'll put out someday as a special bonus. Um, anyway, this is what I've been doing. Let's see. Past couple months. Um, hmm. I want to go like chronologically from probably the last time I put something out till now. But of course, the stuff that happened now is fresh in my mind. So let me let me think back. Uh, I traveled a bunch to Atlanta at the beginning of this year. Um, I went to Atlanta. I went to Georgia. I went back to Atlanta. Um, I went to Alabama. I went to did I say did I say I went to Atlanta and then I said Georgia? What a stupid thing to say. Um, <laughs> I suppose that's true though because I did go back. But uh, Alabama. I went to Alabama. Uh, oh, I went to Florida. Uh, Miami. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool because it was snowing here and not there, obviously. Um, and I played at a bunch of schools and for, um, I don't know, young audiences and, um, with a community band and different things. I'm going back to Atlanta in a couple of weeks. I'm going to Indiana. I'm going to Denver, Colorado. Uh, it'll be a nice, um, amount of time in these places visiting uh, a couple of cousins who live in Denver while I'm there. So I'll be there for a week. Any suggestions of what I should do while I'm there, please hit me up on Instagram or wherever uh, you can reach me. I'll probably see it. Um, uh, then I went um, up to my family's place up in Binghamton, New York, and it was my, my aunt's 60th birthday on the weekend. And then the following uh, weekend, I was going to a Winter Guard show from my, my hometown, Winter Guard. Uh, and in the middle of the week, I was supposed to be performing up there. So it was this perfect kind of thing where I'm like, okay, I'll take a couple days off on each side of that gig to do family things and to do uh, this Winter Guard show that I want to go to. And while I was up there, uh, we had the biggest snowstorm of my life, which some of you, again, these are the people who actually care who listen to this podcast. So probably all of you know, uh, based on that video I put out of Shooting Star where I'm jumping into the snow or on Instagram where I'm jumping into the snow, um, we had over three feet of snow and it was insane. Um, people, there was a, there was a snowstorm in, I believe it was in 1993, not positive, could have been too, I was too young to know, or perhaps not even born, but, um, that one was, they said about the same, and that's, that's the one that they always talked about when I was growing up, and this one was, was about the same, it was, it was really insane uh, to see that much snow in such a short amount of time. But uh, my cousins were in town for my aunt's 60th from California and Maryland. Uh, and so we were all just snowed in. My my siblings were there. And it was really fun. We just kind of all, I mean, no, there was no school all week, basically. Um, and nobody had a choice. Uh, unfortunately, my, my gigs got canceled or we've since rescheduled. But um, yeah, so that was kind of a bummer because I took this week off uh, knowing that I would be getting paid for some of it. And uh, didn't end up getting paid, but, uh, it was fun to be with my family for that whole week. So, uh, and we kind of just, I mean, we couldn't really go outside other than to shovel and maybe kind of play in the snow a little bit, but we didn't really do that besides me jumping in, which of course I did. Um, and yeah, so that was not that long ago, only two weeks ago, I think. And then I don't know what I did the past two weeks. It felt like I did nothing. Um, I did that beauty and the beast medley. And then what did I do last week? Hmm. I don't even remember. Oh, I did a, the new Jamiroquai album, uh, Cloud Nine off of Automaton. Um, that was fun. That was really fun, actually. Um, it's a weird one because because funk music um, relies on like usually it's like one chord or a lot of times it's one or two chords, and it's not really. I mean, 
I don't know, sometimes it's just a bass line and a melody and it doesn't lend itself well to trombones. And this one was actually the opposite. I couldn't uh, put all of the notes uh, for the chords in four parts with the melody and the bass line. I only had two more parts to work with and uh, there weren't enough to actually outline the chords. And so I had to put in like a, a real bass and some sort of like synth, uh, but it was fun. So check that one out if you haven't heard it. It's called Cloud Nine. And then I just went up just for uh, two days back up to visit family for my brother's birthday. Um, and that was fun as well. Kind of reconnected with a couple people. Um, I don't know if I, I talk about girls on here. Uh, oh, that's probably one right now. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> I, talk, I mean, when Jerome would be on here, we would talk about him because he would bring him up. I would never really bring him up. But uh, why not, right? So um, I don't know. I've been... Sometimes I, I like meet somebody when I'm traveling and that's just never going to work out. It's like, sure, I, I'm in Alabama for two days, but, but that's never going to be a thing. Um, and I live in this little tiny uh, house in the middle of nowhere between New York City and upstate New York. It's just kind of honestly just on a highway. And um, the reason I live here is because there are no neighbors. I can play trombone in the middle of the night and nobody cares. Um, and it's good. It's a little creepy. I... I'm usually okay with it, like, don't care at all. Um, but once in a while, like tonight, I got out of my car to come inside, and it was just pitch black. There's no street lights or anything out here. And um, that was okay. I got inside, and then I realized I left some stuff in my car. And going back out to my car, like, the wind's blowing, and it's all creepy. Uh, that was, I don't know. But nobody's out here. Like, if they are, they're more scared than I am because I know the area. I know, like, the makeup of the land. So if there was, like, some crazy, creepy serial killer, uh, he would be... Um, he would need a flashlight, I guess is my point. And I wouldn't because I know my backyard. So um, there's no real um, good reason to be creeped out other than letting yourself be creeped out, which I feel like is most of the case, unless I'm overtired, which happens and you start seeing things. Um, but luckily that doesn't happen super often. So um, yeah, so out here, I guess my point of this story is I don't, like, I work for the YouTube stuff at this place. This is my, like, safe haven away from distractions. And it's great to work on uh, new music and uh, upcoming live performance stuff and just kind of dig into any projects that I'm doing. The YouTube stuff, obviously, but uh, whatever else it is. And, I mean, my nearest friend, well, actually, I have a couple of college roommates who are a half hour away now, uh, but they're both moving sometime this summer. Um, one to North Carolina and one to uh, San Francisco. So they're gone pretty soon. And they've only been there for six months. Um, but anyway, outside of them, uh, my nearest friend is would be probably somebody like Jerome in the city, um, which is an hour drive, maybe a couple hours if I take public transportation. And I just don't do it very often. Um, and it's certainly not convenient. Like he's come up to my place maybe two or three times Um and a couple of those were rehearsals, so it wasn't like he was just coming to hang out. Like, it was, he was coming up for a gig. Um, and then my family is two hours and 15 minutes uh, by driving. So, my point being, I'm not doing social things outside of the home here. Very often, like, I'll go on hikes alone, and I'll go to, hmm, lakes for kayaking. Um, I'm going to start volunteering at a farm sanctuary nearby i'm actually really excited about that but uh i i'm not doing very many things where there would be other people around so meeting people let alone female people it's uh it's pretty bleak but it's okay don't feel bad for me i mean i would move if i cared uh enough 
but uh point being when i travel that those relationships are fun and really nice some of i mean some of them are lifelong friendships uh, i met a girl in the philippines who's one of my favorite people i met a girl in uh, moscow who's one of my favorite people and we stay in touch and it's great but that's not anything more than that because they live a 30 hour you know track away uh so that's just not gonna happen um and that's fine but it's also not gonna happen here because i don't <laughs> i don't meet people so um there are the there are these girls that are just kind of like in my life a little bit and it's funny so there's this one who's uh back home in uh, upstate new york who i see every time i'm up there and she's great uh she really is um we just had this hilarious conversation she was uh talking about her uncle and i asked what he did for a living and she literally said <laughs> business <laughs> like she was like oh yeah, yeah i know i know what he does she said he does business and I looked at her funny, like that—that's nothing. You didn't say anything. And she said she does issue. He does issues with clients. <laughs> I'm like, none of, none of that's anything. You didn't say anything with any of those words. You said he does business. He deals with issues for clients, like the least descriptive business words you could come up with. And then she found out what he actually does. And to be honest, that's actually a pretty good description, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was one we just had lunch today before I came back home. She's great. Um, I don't know. I just met this this girl um, at a juice bar halfway between my house and the city. And it's this really funny place where, like, they the guy there is literally, like, he works there all day, nine to nine. Um, so you go in and it's, it's him. This is in Nyack, New York. And, um, and he'll just, like, he'll just talk to you about anything. And so I went in there and this girl was there and he was like, you do, you guys should start talking. So, uh, this girl, she lives and works on a horse farm training the horses. And that was cool. That's a neat thing. However, <laughs> and this is so creepy and weird and mysterious and exciting, but she said there's like heightened security for political reasons. Um, and you have to go through a full background check to come on like the farm campus so she can't have like anybody just come over and hang and i'm like that that's bad because you can't have like a spontaneous fling uh, obviously we were talking about it because there was potential for us and I was like, yeah that, well that can't happen but on the other hand if i could have a tr like real excuse to have everybody i've ever dated or like had over um go through a background check that would be kind of cool I don't know. But she said she doesn't get the results. She, they just say, yeah, like they can come or no, they can't. Um, but still, I don't know. I want to have everybody that comes over to my place have to go through a background check. It'd be inconvenient, but really interesting. Anyway, um, so those are two examples of these, I don't know, people in my life. And they're just like floating in these like circles. It's so weird. Uh, since I don't live near any anybody, it's just like, Hey, I'm going to the city. Are you around? Yes. And they just come in and out of my life in like amorphous blobs. And uh, it's really weird because like in college, I mean, before that in high school, obviously you're surrounded by people your age every day and it's just kind of overload. And then in college, you're surrounded by people your age, but you, you go in these little circles of like, I don't know, your program, people who are in your study or in your class um, grade or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then all of a sudden you graduate and it's just like, 
people everywhere. Sometimes you get a job. Like I got a job at the farm for a while near my place. And it was just like, I don't know. My closest friend was this like 35 year old married woman. And it's like, this is a stark difference from having like a ton of 21 year olds <laughs> like around me and living with me at all times. Now, like the closest person I can relate to is somebody who's at a completely different place in life. She's like, literally, she was working at this farm um, with me. I, I don't know why I was working there. I, I guess a little bit for the money and a little bit just kind of to do something with my time because the YouTube stuff takes, I don't know, a few days a week four sometimes uh, on average, maybe. But it was just like, I need something else. And I don't know anybody. So I started working on the farm that's literally next door to my house. And she was working there to because she wanted to uh, learn how to farm and she wanted to start her own farm. And so the first steps of take uh, she was taking was just kind of working on this one and seeing how things were done. And she was going to kind of take note of things that were done well and maybe not so well and and do it better when she did it, but just kind of learn how to do it. And uh, so that was, I mean, not a person who's <laughs> I don't know, I was surrounded by musicians who were my age you know, studying the exact same kind of music or in the exact same atmosphere of this like liberal arts college. And I don't know, just leaving that and having people who like, oh, you play trombone? Huh? What do you do for money? And it's just like, oh God, like these people are so different than me. Uh, and that's exciting, but also it's just kind of, I don't know, it takes a lot of getting used to it. And now that I'm used to it, I found this um, equilibrium of just kind of um, living in my house alone for weeks and then I'll go out to these cities and do these huge performances with people that I've never met before in my life and probably will never meet again and um, just kind of talk to all these random people and have this like crazy social interaction that's social overload with sometimes it's middle school, high school, college students uh, and their teachers and um, the teachers, coworkers and everything and just kind of it's just this overload of like nonstop people. And then I go back to the hotel room and it's quiet again, back to like my normal equilibrium. And then the next day it'll be more of the social thing. And then back at the hotel on a plane and back home where again, it's, it's nothing. And there's this funny uh, middle ground, which is um, dealing with airport staff and airport, just people just around doing their own thing where there's a ton of people around, but nobody's talking to each other. Um, and that's just, I don't know. It's this funny social norm where, I go from like no people and no um, interaction to a ton of people and no interaction in the airports and things. And then a ton of people and like way too much interaction. And um, I don't know. I, I try not to think about it too much for whatever reason, but that's kind of my life these days. Um, and the other thing is that's funny is like going all of these places and which is great, but like I never actually see any of them. I was in Seattle for, for a week almost uh, in November and I, I literally didn't leave the hotel because all of the performances and rehearsals were in the hotel itself and like the ballrooms and things. And so in the air, the hotel was on the same campus as the, the airport. You literally just take like a little shuttle over and, um, and that was it. <clears throat> I crossed the street. Like I literally left the hotel two times to get dinner. Um, and the rest of the time I, I ate right in the hotel and it's like, this is, um, this is not Seattle, <laughs> you know? And everybody who I get home or I get to my family for something and they say, oh, how was Seattle? And I say, it was great, you know? And in their minds, I went in Seattle and I like went around and saw things. I've literally been to the hotel and airport. So that's that's more a, a realistic look at my life, um, which is, again, great. it's just not what people imagine. Uh, like I got to go make music with people 
um, that was middle school and high school students from all over the West Coast. It was it was really, really great um, for those reasons, but not because it was in Seattle. Like that's that's kind of what people don't quite understand is like what makes it great is what I'm doing while I'm there because the place itself I don't actually get to enjoy. Um, it's the people and the interaction that I, I really just don't get when I'm home. Uh, anyway, so that's why I'm looking forward to going to Indiana and Colorado and back to Georgia um, slash Atlanta. As we've learned earlier in this podcast, those are the same place. And yeah, so um, I'll, I'll keep you a little bit more updated. I don't know. I'm, I'm uh, I don't know. Sometimes I, I feel like I have things to say and other times I don't. Uh, but it might be fun to just kind of be silly and, and talk about silly things on here um, when I have a, something that sparks my brain. But uh, otherwise, I don't know. Uh, here's something. I've been uh, writing a marching band show. This is for my hometown marching band. It's, um, you know, in my blood. I was the drum major of that band and all this stuff. And uh, I worked with them this past season. And it was really fun. But I volunteered, and I spent way too much time doing it, to be honest, uh, to not get paid. <laughs> uh, and this year, I'm writing the music, so I am getting paid. And um, I think just that will allow me to feel less bad about spending some time there. Um, but it's it's been fun. It, I don't get to do that stuff very often for other groups. Uh, usually I write the music for me, and then I play it myself, and then people might buy it or publish it or whatever, but... Um, I rarely get to write music for somebody else um, first, and so now I'm writing it for this group. And like I said, I worked with them all, all fall, so I, I know them fairly well and their abilities, and it's really fun to kind of write to something else. Um, usually I write the hardest thing I could think of or the thing that's going to sound the best, and now I'm, I have these creative restrictions, which is like, you know, uh, some of these kids are in middle school, and you can't write 16th notes or things, you know, and or a certain range on the instrument, and it's really fun to kind of have to work around those rules. So I've been doing that. Um, I just wrote the closer. Well, part of it. See if you know just from the chords. We'll do a little name that tune. And now that Jerome's not here to complain about uh, the audio quality, um, I'm just going to play the chords. First, I have to remember them. Eh, we'll just we'll go with it. saying it out loud that's weird um uh, how's it go i met my old lover on the street last night that's not the right chord she looked like to see me i just smiled 
we talked about some old times and we drank ourselves some beers still crazy after all these years still crazy after all these years I'm not the kind of man who tends to socialize I seem to keep on Still crazy after all these years Oh, still crazy after all these years And it goes to that chord. Isn't that bizarre? Love Paul Simon. Um, all right. Anyway. I'm going to go because it's I've taken so much of your time. And I appreciate you. I appreciate. Preach. Just preach. Just all the preach. Uh, yep. So this is C. Bleasy Nose. And um, I hope you um, have a great day. It's 1.30 in the morning. And um, I hope you're not listening to this right when it comes out. I really do. But I hope you listen to it on some sort of commute to school or to your job um, or from either of those Uh, and I hope it gives you some pleasure having a little look into my brain I always feel like I should give you a little like insight that other people won't know without listening to this podcast Well, let's see. I have no idea what I'm doing this week, by the way, for the YouTube thing. However, uh, coming this summer, I just recorded... Oh, that's something I did. I, <laughs> well, I get into something new at the end, but uh, I went to the YouTube space and we filmed the drum part to 25 or 6 to 4, and it's awesome. Uh, it's so good. My friend from high school, who's a kind of producer, recording engineer now, and... Ooh, big mouth sound. Uh, and he plays drums. And he came in and he nailed it. And it looks amazing, and it sounds amazing. So that's gonna be fun. Uh, also, the Ducktales theme for—I don't know if you know—but there's a new Ducktales coming out this summer, so that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for you. Sorry, guys. I'm not that sorry, actually. I'm not sorry at all. I literally was in bed, and I was like, you know what? I'm recording a podcast. I'm going to do it. All right, here you go. If you guys want to play Overwatch with me, my uh, name on Xbox Live is C Belize with three E's. C B L E E E. I lost track. There's three of them. Z. Why? You got it. Come on, it's C Blazy, but the threes. But I'm not playing with no scrubs, so you better be good. Uh, here's something that I do. Every time I lose a card at the end, I play this from myself and whoever's playing. 
I play this little tune, and they get so confused. That what, what you play? Are you playing piano? I go, yeah. What do you want? So if you want to play with me, if you play Overwatch on Xbox, I'm into it. Go ahead. I don't do it often, but when I do, I do.